you know, I always forget like how to say good night in Dutch because like obviously there's a time difference. So I'm always like Huda, and then my brain is like fuck. <laughs> no worries, it happens to me a lot here. Is too. it middag? No, it's not. It's like it's it's something with an N. That's um, all I remember. Fuya Avon. Fuya Avon. Yeah, that's what you say. That it was not even what I was thinking. You're oh, probably thinking of like snacks, which is also like the the way of describing nighttime. But I have the same problem here too because mm-hmm. sometimes I switch between my Dutch and English, like automatically, and then I notice they get confused. Like which one do I speak? But I honestly can understand and speak both. I don't know. It's just a thing of like um, training your brain again to uh, what you call it, translate stuff. Because sometimes you forget the words in it. each language. I can only imagine. Like, wait, so did you study Dutch the whole time you were on the island before you moved to the Netherlands, or it was just like you took Dutch class? No, I had absolutely no like classes in Dutch um so funny story when i moved here that's when i learned dutch was when i was working for starbucks because they're an international company and everything and they were patient with like the process of learning dutch and i just learned through customer service it's not the best way to learn though because people do kind of um i don't know kind of make fun of you for trying to speak their language or kind of like you get these racial kind of backlash things but that's how i learned i learned the hard way (laughs) damn I mean, the Dutch is definitely one of them countries where they're like, oh, you don't speak our language, but like, why do you have our passport exactly. though? And I'm like, haha, you forgot you were the colonizer. <laughs> I'm like, joke is on you though, babe. Like, I'm serious. I'm like, do you know your own history? Because, yeah, but I honestly, you should not be trying to fight me. <laughs> like, okay. But I wish that they, I did learn a bit on St. Martin, considering that it is a Dutch island. But um, the system wasn't just made that way. It also doesn't make sense. Um, and I think that demotivates a lot of people from moving to Holland because they're scared of, like, this language barrier thing. And I, and I get it, you know? And it's crazy that we only have one Dutch-speaking high school on the island, and it's not even fully Dutch. Yeah, and it's, like, they get a lot of flack, too, for being the only Dutch school, especially because they're just like, oh, like, it's not good for the kids, <laughs> like, they're not doing very well. And I'm like, well, if you built an education system that was structured properly, maybe we would all be multilingual. But here we are, struggling <laughs> in the streets, you know, flexing our three official languages, but really we all speak, yeah. like, one. If we're lucky, maybe two. I think St. Martin English can be considered its own language because people here sometimes don't get me when I speak in that accent. I look at my surroundings and I'm like, okay, shit, wrong on personality trait or something. <laughs> yeah, you're like, um, remember our audience, like these people. It's so interesting because like even when I went home and you hear St. Martin English and it's like, you just mm-hmm. get it. And it's like, oh my God, like, I miss <laughs> people that talk I miss like my this. language. Jesus. <laughs> I know. Like, I don't know. There's something about St. Martin English that, for me, is just like it's beautiful. Honestly, it's just it just makes my heart scream mm. joy. Like, I'm just like, oh my gosh! <laughs> like, just keep talking. To me. Just, just keep doing it. Like, it's the love language. I'm like, just, just say these words to me. But then when I do it, I'm like, oh lord, I sound <laughs> like this. Don't sound right coming out of my mouth yeah you have know. a pretty i've been in america too mm, long you have a pretty american accent i was about to say i know people tell me i'm from california and i'm just like oh <laughs> me in the heart why don't you but what made you move to the netherlands like you went up there because you were like you know i'm tired of this rock or you were like well, let me get this paper um you know? it's it's a combination of both honestly 
um, when I was 17, shit got really real at a really fast rate. Um, things were heated between me and my mom because of my um, sexual free- sexuality and my sexual freedom. So then I just moved out. And ever since then, I've just been kind of looking for a spot that kind of like, I don't know, a spot I can call home. So then I moved mm. to Aruba for a bit. Um, and I finished off my studies there for the last year. And after Aruba, I moved to Orlando, where I got engaged. So I just stayed there for like about another nine months. <laughs> and then I moved to Belgium for a bit. And I, I don't know, it's a very weird time, Belgium, because I, don't, I didn't know anybody there at the time. And it just wasn't for me. So then it was when I decided to move to Holland because I have a lot of my friends here already. And also my dad lives here. So I just moved here um, to try it out and see. And I honestly love it. That's awesome. I do, I do like feel for you in the fact that like St. Martin being so-called a friendly country. And you know, it's funny, like St. Martin's actually like one of the most gay friendly islands in the Caribbean, like by gays in America. Like I was That's like, crazy. wait, what? I was so shocked. I was yeah. like, for real? I was like, my <laughs> country? Um because that's not how it felt when i lived there i was like oh this is interesting that like whoever's marketing this thing i'm like y'all are doing very well because i don't know i'm like have y'all met these people i'm like it's um, just crazy but it's like nobody accepts it until it's one of their family members that comes out or yeah it's like forced down their throat of like oh but do you know um so and so is actually leaning this way and they're like wait what well you know God loves all the children. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, but you weren't saying that two months ago when you saw these other strangers macking in the streets. Yeah. I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, you know, especially because the Caribbean is supposed to be a very, like, free place where you're like, you know, we have, like, a freaking nude beach for exactly. crying out loud. Like, you would think... Anywho, <laughs> anywho, but I guess like, how was it like for you, I guess, even going through that identity struggle of like recognizing that there's this part of you that wants to be free <laughs> and like wants to be seen um, in a community where there is a lot of backlash around things like that, or just like a lot of passive aggressive comments yeah. and just like ignorance, I think really and truly that I think like people don't realize at the time is can be hurtful especially to people that are trying to figure out who they are um when you're feeling like you can't even be yourself just because people will bully you or like people will think less of you um just because of who you love and it's crazy because like a lot of people still think it's a choice when it's like why would i choose to go through all of that and risk everything you know and just like not have family for example or being looked at weird or being seen as i'm doing too much why would i choose that if I know what's on the line, you know what I mean? But it was pretty scary, I'm not going to lie, but I still kept, like, um, I guess a poker face because I I still didn't give a fuck. (laughs) But although, like, I didn't give a fuck, like, it kind of still was a bit scary because I would walk down, like, let's say, alleys randomly, let's say, in the night going home or something, and then I would just be be hearing all these, like, um, all these names like you know faggot and all, and all that random stuff but for me it's like i don't know these people i don't even know you like why why do you feel like that's how you talk to me you know what i mean but um it was quite scary because uh i didn't really know 
who was really my friend or who really knew about it at the time because I wasn't open about it. Um, I kind of got dragged out of the closet um, in high school um, by trusting somebody I shouldn't have trusted. And basically that went out of hand. Um, and yeah, it's just been a weird spot. And up to this day, I still have some kind of anxiety around men, mainly because I was treated there. I never luckily got like physically harmed or anything, but just like the tension and the aggression that was projected towards me was just kind of scary. I can imagine. I mean, say Martin men, they fine, don't get me <laughs> wrong. But at the same time, it's like, oh, you might hurt. Like, yeah. you mean, bro? Like, relax. Like, why you got to be so But aggressive? it's always from guys okay. that I don't even have interest in as well. Like, when I get some kind of, like, um, negative comment or something. I'm like, you're not even cute. It's, it's, it's normally the dudes that is the cure. He probably want to smash for real, but he don't know how to say it. You know, it's that's less likely what it is. I feel like I have no doubt. Tim Martin has a lot of closeted, very sketch people in the streets. So what we're seeing is really just people projecting their own shit onto people that exactly. don't give a damn, you know? So yeah, I think that also reflected in my um dating life as well a bit. So like just kind of getting to trust, a, I guess, a guy. But this is the first time in a while that I stopped like really looking for that kind of validation, I guess, in relationships. Because I don't know, there's something... I feel like a, a sense of closure when I'm in a relationship with a guy, but I need to stop forcing it, you know? And... For the first time in my life, I'm just enjoying being single and learning about myself. That's awesome. I mean, you <laughs> love a journey of self-love and growth because I feel like a lot of the time people like, yeah, like they'll seek validation from another person and it just becomes like very yeah. codependent. And that's not what we're mm -mm. trying to channel we're in 2023. Like we're <laughs> out here. We're working on ourselves. We're trying to ensure that, like, we're good exactly. in the hood, you know? Like, and then when we're good in our heart, in our mind, you know, body, <laughs> mind, spirit, then we go out in the streets and we find a person that is, like, resonating with all mm -hmm. of this, you know? For me, guys are less, more approachable than girls. So it's interesting hearing from you, like, guys can be intimidating. And I'm curious, like, how is it when you are you know, flirting with dudes that are like, of the, and you don't even know like if they're straight or maybe gay or bi, like it can be hard to tell with dudes and dudes tend to have more mm -hmm. of a guard up, especially around like other guys flirting with them, yeah. depending on the guy. But like, at least I know for me, like I would be scared shitless to like flirt with a girl, but with a guy, I'm like, yeah, like this is my comfortable mm -hmm. domain. Like, yeah, I know what this <laughs> is, you know, but I can only imagine like for a dude, like, Asking another guy out, especially if you don't know where oh, they wait, stand, hold up, hold up. you know, with First their of all, identity. I don't do the <laughs> Let's start there. You're right. You're right. Let them come I don't, to you. I, don't know. I feel like I like to be asked. I don't do the asking. Um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, how, how would I say? So, like with social media, now I mostly meet guys through online, obviously. And I guess that makes it a bit more comfortable to connect with guys. Because in person is a whole different ball game. Um, I start getting nervous and start sweating, and I'm like, okay, I'm getting anxiety. You nervous? I'm like, <laughs> I can't even believe this. I'm like, I feel like you just walk in the room and you're like, 
immediately <laughs> queen you know i was like put some respect on yeah. it like you know why you're here i mean you know? i don't show it when i'm with guys but i think that's my soft spot sometimes but Aww. i guess i don't know that's my achilles heel <laughs> Because sometimes they do be really fun, and I'm like, mm, let me see, let me see where this goes. <laughs> <laughs> are like, are the apps very popular in Europe, like Grinder and stuff like that as well, or is it just like mostly like Instagram and? No, it's really know. popping here too. Like it's it's really big here. Um, but the only problem I go through now is that guys kind of fetishize me because I also do drag sometimes, you know, and mm. I also wear makeup sometimes. So when they see that on my Instagram, for example, they want that person when that's, that's not me 24-7, you know? It's a part of me, yes, and it's the part that I love dearly and that I want to share with the world. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not going to put on makeup to go get some dick. <laughs> ah, that's so interesting. I didn't know that drag was like a gay yeah. fetish, though. But I guess I could see, like, is it more of like they're wanting to be the top and they look at folks to do drag as like bottoms or is it more like the mm. feminine masculine role play of like relationships no i think it's more of like them seeing that as still like it's like kind of like the their borderline between gay and straight so a lot of them still believe mm. that they're so they feel yes. comfortable it makes yeah. it comfortable for their eyes and it gets them off you know and i guess that's some of them still don't consider themselves as gay because it's like a woman basically so that's where the tricky parts come in with dating as well um just knowing who fetishized me and who really like wants jelani you know yeah i mean because definitely you want someone that loves you 100 percent as you are and not like you have to constantly play this character for them but I'm curious, like, does your drag persona have a different name or is it just Jelani <laughs> 2.0? Um, I'm still working on her, but her name is Katrina. Katrina George. Katrina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Katrina sounds exactly. like a bad bitch. <laughs> Katrina destroyed, you know, all of South America. Well, south of the u.s at one point so katrina mm-hmm. katrina got power where you know, everybody knows it. from the hurricane hurricane katrina um i can word play with the the cat the first three letters like category five or whatever um because i'm i don't know mm. i like branding names and names that really stick with yeah. people and that they can easily digest so yeah my drag name is katrina george george because um i don't know i really like mean girls the movie and even though everybody hated Regina George, she's still iconic at the end of the day. I mean, she was the bad bitch, you know. She exactly. was the leader of the pack. Everybody <laughs> wanted to be her, and they hated mm-hmm. her, you know. Just I feel her it. energy. Strong her energy. woman. Slight bitch, but yeah. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how I put together my drag name. And um, i just been learning, like, slowly by slowly. Like, let's say, randomly, I would pick up makeup and play with it and see kind of what's my style. Um, I wanted to first take my time with it and not feel rushed to just do drag, you know, because it is one of my goals, but I'm not running towards it to end up hitting a wall. When I start something, I like to just keep going and Mm. keep the flow going and work on the momentum. And yeah, that's I I don't like stop starting something and then dropping it. It's not it's not in me. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a lifelong thing that you really want to explore mm-hmm. and grow through. And I think that's beautiful. Like drag to me, like 
I have so much respect for drag artists just because one, y'all could do makeup like on <laughs> fleek, okay? Like fierce as fuck. Like bitches be jealous because I'm just like, how the hell do they just look so damn good? I'm like, can you do my makeup though? Like low key. I'm like, how do I? How do I put in a request? Whenever you're ready for your makeup, let me know. Um, for like some work you know but like it's just so awesome and then like even being able to like walk in heels because that is no mm -hmm. easy feat even for a girl you know what i mean and like for men i can only imagine you know like that like your feet for one are not made for heels the way that women's feet are and like they don't design heels for men which i'm wondering like now with like drag being more and more popular if there will be a brand whether it be you know I would hope it'd be probably someone from that lifestyle, like someone that is gay and does drag and they come mm -hmm. out with their own line of like heels for men or something that's like more comfortable. But I just feel like it's it's an athletic no, sport really is. is what drag performances are. Like you guys are <laughs> incredible. Just being able to do the routines, like freaking running in uh. heels, freaking dropping into dead splits and then popping right back up <laughs> like nothing ever happened. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, like, oh, how? I'm like, how do you do this? But I'm just like mad respect. I'm like, yes, you are queen. <laughs> Take my money. Like, just, just, just have it. Yeah, you deserve on it. On that <laughs> note, though, all I want to say is, um, I am working on something, but it's to be revealed. So, like, um, on the, on the note okay. of you talking about why isn't there like lines for guys? Because when I try to shop for heels here, there's no, I don't have any sizes that could fit me. I need to order them online. I can imagine. Um, but yeah, I'm not gonna do like a heel line, but I'm definitely gonna do something soon. It's in the works. Yeah, like <laughs> even more like makeup brands that were like for drag or just like there's like I feel like so much opportunity in that industry that I think can allow for just one exactly. representation. And I feel like the the story and the impact that that could have just for the community would be spectacular. I'm curious for you, like, do you have to, like, practice a lot for performances? Or is it just sort of, like, you get out there and you <laughs> fucking wing it? Well, honestly, the first thing I did was train myself how to walk in heels. Because, like you said, it's, it's really hard. And I and at that moment, I realized how many, like, I just realized how much work that women put in when they wear heels. Because, I don't know, when when I first tried it, I was just tripping all the time. and. Once I had that down packed, I um that's when I can freestyle and do more of my thing, you know. So for performances, I just freestyle. But the first, the basis was the heels. But um, I started makeup and drag and my artistry in a time where there's so many options, because you have a Mac line, you have like Sephora, you have Morphe, you have all these different makeup brands. So for me, it was kind of overwhelming at first. Um, cause I didn't know where to really go to and which one what brushes exactly. for what I'm like, but thankfully I had my friend, um, Yordi, um, her drag name is the Kelly gender. He really taught me and was patient with me and kind of like just showed me the artistry of drag. And for that, I'm really thankful for him. Oh, we love Queens. At That's all we do queens. here. <laughs> And I'm curious, like, what got you in a poll? Because poll is for another thing that I think is, like, very good for, like, just even, like, helping you bring out your, like, mm -hmm. inner femininity and just, like, having divine ownership over your sexuality. Like, 
I have noticed that's something I totally want to try just like for core strength and just like mm. to feel like hot shit, you know, like to really feel like in your domain, in control of yourself and like not ashamed of your body of like how like being sexy because I feel like it's one of those things where at least for women it's mm. like a double-edged sword of like well women are supposed to be sexy because men you know fetishize women or objectify them but at the same time like femininity is sexy and women should feel sexy without it being like something yeah, to please men for you. Like, it should be something to make you feel yeah good about yourself and I'm curious like yeah what got you into <laughs> pole how well, has it been on the pole <laughs> like is it tough i feel like that should look Honestly, hard it is okay. hard and it just gave me a whole different perspective on just pole dancing in general but like you said that's what it is it's like my journey through femininity and getting more in touch with my sensual self and just kind of embracing it you know and embracing the vulnerability the the softness of myself and um yeah there's a feminine side as well and i love it i really do love just swinging on the pole I'd be dizzy as shit, but I don't know. I feel like it looks hot either ways. <laughs> now for a message from our sponsors. Thank you for supporting this podcast. If you are enjoying this episode, share it with a friend and leave us a review. It 100% helps us grow this podcast and get our message out there to help and inspire others. Have thoughts or opinions you want to share? Join the conversation on Anchor or on Spotify. I love to hear from you all, and I can't thank you enough for your support. With that, let's get back to the good stuff. No, it looks incredible. Like, I just see your story sometimes of you just on there and i'm like go <laughs> off i'm like i just think it's so powerful like it builds so much strength and like i feel like like you said like it's great to see men especially like feeling comfortable mm -hmm. expressing themselves in this way and like showing people because i think like the pool often has like such a very bad stigma because of like gentlemen's clubs and strippers and like the connotation of it being sort of like dirty or yeah. grimy but for me i really see it as like freeing you know like it really is a freeing experience for people to just be able to be sort of this dominion mm. over their physical body and like being able to express this energy that we all feel and we all want to feel but a lot of people suppress that nature of themselves and like for me that is so sad you know like when people just like they suppress this like inner sensual side of who we all are because of you know religion or society or like all this shit that we get from like where we grow up that I'm like ugh like it just when I see people that yeah. don't let that get to them it's like so refreshing because I know it's what we all want but it's like for whatever reason our ego or whatever is not letting us like yeah. just express our beingness it's really sad and I really hope that changes for a lot of people in the future Same. when i'm on the pole i just feel like at one with myself i just feel like grounded it's weird to say even though i'm spinning i just feel like it's just flowing you know like i'm just like flying or something it really just brings me to a different world and i just enjoy just spinning around the pole doing nonsense Having i even have like this fake um, exactly yeah that's what life is about just having fun to be honest you can't let the world take away your fun spirit Otherwise, it gets real dark. And um, 
thankfully have some really good friends around me that really, you know, supports me and uplifts me and just like never really kind of restrict me from doing things. They always tell me go for it or they would help me with it. And I'm really grateful for that as well. Yeah, support is everything. When you have a solid squad, whether they're birth family or selected family, that's all that matters. You know, community, I've noticed, is everything. Like, as much as, like, we're yeah. old, we're individuals, like, you are not an island, you know? We need to we need to be a part <laughs> of, like, we are social creatures. But, you know, I yeah. have to ask you about these extension, this extension weave top, because... <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Like, if there's one thing I have to give you props for, bro, is like your styling skills. You just take a concept and go off. I'm like, holy crap. Like, I just can't wait to see where you go with this because the extensions and the grapes, I was like, bro, I'm seeing icon it's so vibes crazy because... already. I'm like, oh my God. It's so good. Thank you. So freaking good. Like I said, drag really opened up that part of me as well. Like just getting more into styling and more creativity because I don't know, like when, when you do drag, you're fulfilling a fantasy for, from yourself and then you're a whole different person, like character change, everything, like attitude change. And that really just opened up my styling part of myself and um, I, I just try to also be sustainable with it. So the weave that you saw is weave that I wore in my head already before. But then I just gently like detangle it and tie it back into one rope or something. And it becomes prop. I give it a second life. We love a queen that is also reusing, recycling, <laughs> not wasting. We got to think about the generation. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like that's so awesome. I mean, the fact that, like, honestly, the way that you execute, because, like, a lot of people can have an idea, you know what I mean? And then you, like, you see mm. the execution, and you're kind of like, babe, like, what? Um, <laughs> um, I know you thought this was babe, a good idea, down. but um, we need to have a conversation, okay? I need to pull you to the side real quick. Like, can we, can we regroup? before i let you out <laughs> in the streets looking like a hot mess but like you oh you have God. the vision and then you freaking like execute all fucking point like i was just like <laughs> the grapes one especially i was just like oh my gosh like fire 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 that was fire. a crazy story actually like the grape thingy i just i had the concept but I didn't know how to make it work. So I just like had these people um, at my house for an interview and I told them I was going to do the grape knowing that I have no fucking clue how to do it. So I'm like, fuck, um, I got to make sure that this is comes comes out good. Um, and then I just under pressure, it made that diamond. So sometimes it works in a short period of time. Some processes take longer than others where I like think of, think of it for a year or it's been sitting down for like, I don't know, two years or something. Um, because as a child, I just loved writing as well and kind of like drawing out imaginations or concepts. And I think back when COVID happened, it gave me the space to kind of like, you know, execute. It gave me like no excuses, to be honest. I had I was home the entire time. And after a while of just doing nothing, you just kind of feel like useless. So I have like this book I carry around um, with all my concepts and drawings of how I want it to look. And I just pick a day and then I just call my best friend Atmar and then after we just shoot. 
y'all be and make magic team so i'm like here for it <laughs> i just be like waiting for the next concept you know so that i can i get so inspired by like the work that you guys do and it's just so beautiful to see because like i can totally tell you guys are having fun you know what i mean like you're having mm -hmm. fun with it and i feel like like you said like that's really the essence of everything like i feel like mm -hmm. when we grow up for some reason people like forget that life is supposed to be fun and then like they shove a stick up their butt and like they just leave it there yeah. and they're miserable forever and when i see people that don't let society's conventions stop them from living and having fun mm -hmm. i'm like yes like i support this 150 fucking percent <laughs> because i'm like this is what the world needs more of of people that just don't give a damn and are out here just being mm -hmm. authentically who they are even as they're growing through their own journey because life is freaking hard like we don't all know where we're going and what is what no but it's like you're having fun you're just like having fun with it and shit happens yeah know? it'll it'll happen as it's meant to be that's true but it's like people give themselves deadlines on when they need to stop having fun or something like their life is just supposed to be a structured routine and I don't know, like, I just try to hold on to my high school moments because I really, although it was kind of bittersweet, that's the time when everybody feels alive, you know, everybody's doing whatever, doing things that they like, they're honest with themselves, and <clears throat> I don't know what happens afterwards, but some people kind of let it go or, like, let um, a routine keep them away from doing what they want to do, and they lose their inner spark and their inner child, you know, and it's really sad to see sometimes. So that's why I just try to like hold on to my youth for as long as I can because I feel like there's no deadline of being joyful and full of energy and light. And that's what I kind of that kind of keeps me center centered um most of the time. That's awesome. That is so beautiful. I'm curious then, like being a whole ghetto influencer and everything. <laughs> You know, how, like, how is it when you are working on building this, like, digital brand of yourself, especially, you know, with the drag component of having this, like, other persona? Because I feel like mm. the LGBTQ movement in general has been such a beautiful space for allowing people to really express themselves. And, like, for me, especially seeing pride um, in the U.S. and seeing like how beautiful it can be and just like the types of jokes and like forms of expression mm -hmm. that you get out of that community it's absolutely beautiful and I'm like 100% here for it because it's like stuff <laughs> that is just like only only people in this community can do that you know what I mean but the world needs to see it because it's like freaking hilarious or it's like very relatable mm -hmm. and it's like this spark and zest that the world needs I'm like I can't imagine the world without gay people in it because I would be like straight people I I mean I love them but at the same time I'm like <laughs> you guys are boring you know to a certain extent like I'm like I don't know why straight people seem to just not have this like flamboyant flair for life but the gays mm -hmm. are holding it down I'm like they are not letting We're us sparkling, go, honey. you know, <laughs> but I'm curious yeah, how it is sort of being an influencer in this space, especially when you identify this way, because I'm sure it can sometimes reminisce sort of like feelings of the past where there are a lot of ignorant people online, too, that get misperceptions mm. of who you are or like create this facade or like might hate on you for not holding back. Um, because it yeah. makes them uncomfortable or it like brings up feelings that they don't want to deal with. Uh, and so they like project that on you. But I'm sure there's also mm -hmm. the flip side of like finding community, finding people that just absolutely love what you do 
or get inspired by what you do. And I'm curious, yeah, like how is it sort of in that experience of being an influencer and dealing with all of all of these layers <laughs> to it, you know? Yeah. It's a lot of layers, like you said. Um, there's a good and bad part of it, you know. <clears throat> Obviously you're putting your life publicly for people to comment and like say what they want to say, but at the same time, like I feel like it did help me get a sense of community and found people with similar interests and directions in life. It's been a networking tool for me, honestly. Um, but then there's the ugly side to where like sometimes you get death threats or like from random people, just random names or telling you random stuff as well. And then you, you think to yourself, like you, you comment on my page, like you took the energy to type that out. So that must mean you like me. So then what I do is my approach is just like killing everything with kindness and I just flirt with them because it looks like that was, that's what they want. <laughs> and then that gets them even more mad. But it's like, you're on my page, honey. Like, you came you here. You came here, you know. You came to see me. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my everything. I just kill it with kindness. And I don't know. I just move on from that. It doesn't make sense to fight fire with fire. Um... Also, when I got the HEMA scandal, when people misgendered me as a trans woman, mm. um, basically because basically because they don't understand the concept of drag yet, it was kind of like um, a wake up call for me that I just need to like kind of. I feel like this obligation to inform people more about it, and at the moment in time, I kind of got frustrated because it's like, no, I'm not gonna let them run my story. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna change the narrative, you know. But then after a while, I just realized, just do what you always do, calibrate kindness. So I did a reaction post with just telling those that really shared positive things. Thank you for that, because they also deserve some kind of energy. So I just try to not focus on the bad at all. That's that's a good approach, I think. I think no matter what, killing people with kindness, one probably pisses them off more. But I feel like it just shows that you're not going to stoop to their petty level, which I think is like no. the most important thing. Like you're not going to let that energy bring you down. <laughs> and if anything, you're going to use it, you know, to sort of try to create something positive out of it. And like you said, give energy to the people that are supporting you. I think it yeah. is interesting. I feel like the LGBTQ space has so much things that are just like not even clear, especially like where you are in the world. Like I can only imagine in the Caribbean, trans is just not even a concept i've ever heard spoken period like it was it's just not even a thing um that we even just ever talk about like it's just really weird that like these things like i didn't i didn't think that we were ignorant on things until i left and i was like wait what there's there's all this other stuff out here that i may not completely understand but it's like the fact that we aren't even able to have discussions about it where we just see somebody and we automatically assume that they must fall into these like set of boxes just based on exactly. what we perceive can be very detrimental, especially when I feel like there is a lot of ambiguity sometimes about how someone might choose to identify themselves, whether it be mm-hmm. like pansexual or bisexual or asexual or like they only, you know, they they only want to sleep with people of a specific sexual identity or gender identity. And it mm-hmm. can be a lot of like just gray area for people and like people can use that as sort of fuel to attack somebody and be like well you're like this and i don't believe in that so that means you're like a devil worshiper you know what i mean or it's just like it goes straight to like this 
this dark narrative where it's like, ooh, I'm just playing with makeup and like dancing yeah. on stage. Like, why do you care, you know, at all? I think um, it's just going through generational change because um, with social media, I understand that everything is it's a lot. You know, you're, you're getting a lot more information that we used to before because some people still believe we just automatically automatically appear here on Earth like, hey, we're gay and we're taking over Earth or something. When it's like it's been around for a while. Like, I mean, it's not even a human thing. Like other animals exactly. <laughs> have like homosexuality within them. There's like fish that literally switch genders. You know, and I buy biologically, they'll like, like release their eggs in one way and then like release sperm in the next. Like that's, that's their biological nature. Yeah. There's like plants that are gay, you know, it's like, there's, it's just interesting that people think that this is only something that shows up in humans. And I'm like, um, <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. But, um, back to what you were saying about the ghetto influencer stuff like mm. it just sucks because like in the bad comments there's good ones and because there's so many bad ones you don't even go through it and give the people the love that's why i try to kind of share it either ways and this is exactly why i'm running for um amsterdam youth pride ambassador hey. this year hey. to kind of inform people more about our community and kind of just like shed light on topics you know that we should be talking about yeah, that's beautiful. I honestly can't wait to see your, <laughs> you know, candidacy because, I mean, even just, like, representing your sexuality within our Caribbean community, which is, like, a minority group within the Dutch kingdom, I think already, mm -hmm. like, speaks volumes of, like, the impact that you'll be able to have because I know there's so many people, even when I grew up, that I, you know, we, we assume is closeted or, like, might lean one way or another. And you you see the struggle that people feel, even myself feeling like, oh, I can't express this side of myself or I can't feel this way because that's wrong. Or, like, I shouldn't want what I just naturally feel within myself. Exactly. And it really sucks for people when like they feel that and then their community also projects that sort of same narrative then you really start to hate yourself like you hate the very person that you are and you feel like there's something wrong with you and there's exactly. nothing wrong with you at all you know you're just being who you are and I totally can see how you sharing your story and like having more conversations about this is so beneficial other people that might still be stuck in these circles where they feel like they can't express this mm -hmm. side of themselves because the Caribbean, you know, is very conservative, even though we like to market ourselves as not conservative. Like there is a lot <laughs> of conservative values in our communities that stop people from being themselves. And like, especially with hurricanes and stuff like that, like the, the mental stress on our mm -hmm. community right now is like really, really high. And you can see it in how people act out and how people misbehave and how they treat other people. And I think like when you radiate light, the darkness can't do anything but shriek, you know, like it can't yeah. do anything. But I think it is also good to see that balance because you can't even appreciate the light without there being that subtle darkness from which you can shine upon, you know. Yeah. And, you know, we're all yeah. human, so there's always yeah. going to be dark and light. But um, you just got to find a center of light and just focus on it true life. And that's just how you make it true. Because there's obviously going to be bad and good days, but like storms don't last forever. Just focus on that that light, that that happiness that you 
want or just that positive vibe that you um, a positive memory you had or something and just wait it out now that you're a lot older i guess do you have any advice for like 17 year old you that was really like i don't know if there is light at the end of this tunnel or is it just going to be like continued freaking stress and misery and shame because mm-hmm. um, i can only imagine there's a bunch of people still on the island that are just at the same point that you were experiencing and they don't know what to do about it and they feel very alone um even though in the age of social media where you can have like a a digital family or like digital communities where you can find some sort of community it's hard where it's like when the people around you in your actual physical community don't have there aren't spaces for groups like this like we don't have drag shows on the island Mm -hmm. we don't have like communities for you know lgbtq people or that might you don't even have pride like yeah it's like either you know somebody that might be a lesbian or might be bisexual or gay and that's literally it like there's not any form of like community for people Mm -hmm. that operate in this space and i'm curious like do you have just any advice for like the younger you and other people or younger kids that might be struggling you know with this sort of accepting themselves really and truly um that I mean, I guess like knowing the wisdom that you have now, that there is light <laughs> on the other side of the tunnel. Uh, just like, yeah, like words of kindness for your younger self, you know. Well, for my younger self, I would just say that you're gonna have a pretty crazy life, and to just be patient with yourself through every process of your emotions. Like, you're you might feel shame at first because that's what you're taught to to know. You know, you might go through that self hate period, but um. Just be be kinder to yourself and be patient with yourself and to just always have fun and keep keep having fun. Keep looking for adventure. Keep looking for new friends. Like, just do things you like doing, you know? And I don't know, get out there and meet people from online. Thanks to social media now, we can meet people from across the world. So if you ever feel, feel, feel that you're alone, you're not. Like, you can always send a text or something. And honestly keep true to you and just keep pushing that's how you made it true <laughs>